are you a conservative Catholic? Are you a liberal Catholic? Or are you a moderate Catholic? Which one are you? Okay, that's something you're going to have to think about. Well, we're going to explore that topic in this podcast episode. Welcome to The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 110 of season two. Uh, Like it or not, the Civil War has entered the Catholic Church. Last podcast episode, we explored that topic a little bit more. And we're going to continue exploring it because it's going to continue. Because like it or not, I know a lot of us don't like to talk about it. A lot of us don't want to get involved. We're not very good at it. And that's the big, that's a problem we need to address. All right. Um, Conservatives in general, conservatives in general, in, in general, whether it's in the church or whether it's in the workplace, whether it's at home, or whether it's at a university, don't like to argue. And that is bad. Okay, it's bad. Okay, you probably a kind of person that probably likes to watch documentaries. I like to watch documentaries. I like to watch historical documentaries. And I even like, you know, I, I just the other day, I watched uh, an extended cut of the The Patriot with Mel Gibson. And, you know, I kind of like picked up on some of the message, the themes in the film. You know, I mean, the right to bear arms, militia, which is something that, you know, the Second Amendment, the right to defend, to to defend your home and stuff like that. That's also become a big thing because of the, the funding of the police, right? Uh, the funding of the police, who's going to come, who's going to come and, and defend you? Who's going to, who's going to come and defend you if you have no police, right? Who's going to come and, and uh, save you from the uh, the gangster neighborhood, the, the bully in the neighborhood, the mobster? And, you know, and, and that's a subject matter because this country was built on rights, rights that we, we, are, we are guaranteed in the Constitution, Right, right to freedom of speech, right to, to assemble, to, to political, peacefully assemble, to have a church, to go to church, uh, to worship freely, uh, a right, the right to read whatever you want to read, to, to practice your religion privately at home or in the church, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, free, the right to own property, the pursuit of happiness. All these are guaranteed rights that the U.S. Constitution gives us. And we are, we are uniquely different from any other country because our history makes us so. And we've often, as Americans, we've often been made to feel ashamed of that compared to other countries, some countries, especially when it comes to socialism, which now we're battling more than ever before. And this is basically the par- the problem here we're going to talk about because the problem with socialism is also a problem with the conservative. They don't like talking about it. They don't like arguing. They're not very good at arguing about it. They're not very good at debating. Conservative professors usually like to write about things. But what's the point of writing about something if you're not willing to stand up and talk about it? And this is the problem. This is why... Uh, it took a long time for Catholics, especially apologists, to get a respectable foothold, all right, in the public arena, all right? Many Catholics, a good example, have been accused of not reading their Bible, all right? Not reading their Bible. Catholics still have a re- bad reputation when it comes to reading their Bible, for why, I don't know. And I've often been told by friends who came from the older generation that they were taught not to. I find that hard to believe because we have so many saints, so many holy people, so many, some of, some of them who knew their Bible like you wouldn't believe it in the Catholic Church. Thomas More, others. I mean, how do we get so many saints if they don't read their Bible? And I think that 
I honestly believe, this is my personal belief, my friends, is that this comes from the lax Catholic attitude, the cultural Catholic attitude, the cafeteria Catholic attitude. You know, not reading your Bible, not good. Now, how do you talk to people like this? How do you talk to, the, to this uh, uh, ridiculous crowd? Well, I have an article here. And unfortunately, this shows you how stupid <laughs> what we're going through here. All right. This is from LifeSite News. This is something that should get you angry. Local bishop calls out Catholic charity leader who said church is racist. All right. This is something you're going to love or hate. All right. Okay, this is here, um, Bishop John Daly of the Diocese of Spokane. Um, okay, I'm about to find out where that is. Uh, Washington. Okay, it is Washington. I'm guessing this is uh, the state of Washington. All right. Um, Dr. McCain's blunt presentation was interpreted by many as levying false accusations against whites and the Catholic Church. This guy from uh, Catholic Charities decided to do a little, um, what do you call it, virtue signaling video, all right? Virtue signaling video where he literally uh, says that the Catholic Church or being a Catholic is racist, his church is racist, uh, being, a, being born white makes him racist. I mean... I, I, okay, I'm just going to read it to you. I mean, maybe I'll play the video. All right, I'll play the video. Um, maybe I should play the video first. <laughs> uh, because there's no other way of... Uh... Here, okay. I'm going to play it. All right, here it is. Our primary job at Catholic Charities is to be an authentic Catholic voice on human dignity while we serve the poor and vulnerable. Being an authentic voice sometimes means saying things that might be hard to say and hard to hear. But I'd like to try and share that authentic voice as best I can right now. We will all likely be telling our grandchildren about what we did and where we were in the year 2020. When we do, it'll be about more than just the coronavirus. The current conversation, protest, and actions related to the topic of racism and racial injustice in our country has become part of the story we will tell of this moment in history. When it comes to the topic of racism, I need to speak from the heart as a human being, speak as a Catholic, and speak as the CEO of Catholic Charities. Watching what has unfolded and listening to the voices of the marginalized since the death of George Floyd has changed me in a way that is likely long overdue. It has made me realize some important things about my own life that maybe I always knew but never truly embraced with enough blunt truth. I am a racist. That's the hard truth. I am a racist. How could I not be? As a white person living in America, where every institution is geared to advantage people who look like me, it's seemingly impossible for me to be anything other than a racist. I know that I have routine bias, even if it is unconscious bias, as we all do. But I also believe that my bias is dangerously different. My bias, the bias of white people, supports and feeds into powerfully racist systems in our country. As a Catholic who believes in reconciliation, I must own my part in that and treat it like any other sin. I must know it, name it, speak it, ask for forgiveness for it while trying to eliminate it from my life. For me, as a white person, saying I'm not a racist is like saying a fish is not wet. In America, racism is no longer a question, but rather it's the toxic water in which we all swim. We are all treading water in all right, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but that's the part I wanted you to hear. And this is a Catholic Charities video. All right, and he, uh, 
I'm, well, I think he needs to be smacked with a fish. All right, a, a wet fish. I think he needs to be smacked with it. I mean, I know it's not a nice thing what I'm saying, but did we really need that? Did we really need, I mean, was it really necessary for him to do that? What was he doing? Did he think he was helping the entire Catholic church out by doing that? No. What he did was he bent to a ideology, a Black Lives Matter ideology, which is a Marxist ideology. He gave them the upper hand now they have against the Catholic Church. What he did was he harmed the very basis of the faith. If you haven't noticed, there was a video in St. Louis, Missouri, where our fellow brothers and sisters were, were, were protecting a statue of St. Louis, all right, from being vandalized, toppled over by Black Lives Matter people. They were praying the rosary. They didn't lift their hand against anybody. They tried the best they can to try to, to be as, as civilized with them. They were spat upon. Some people were playing these loud instruments, blowing it up in their ear. Uh, they were like threatening them. They were like spitting on them. They were all kinds of things. They were horrible things. They were trying to protect a statue of a saint from being desecrated. There was an image of a statue of Virgin Mary. I don't know what state it was. A beautiful, immaculate conception statue, traditional white statue, written on her womb was idol. All right. In some places, the Virgin Mary has been attacked, vandalized, her head cut off. All right. There's a statue of Hunabero uh, Sarah. Two of his statues have been already toppled over in California, in San Francisco, and in, I think, another in Sacramento. And then uh, the Los Angeles, one of the Junipero Serra's um, mission churches has been set on fire. The roof has been set on fire. Another church in Florida, uh, I'm going to read it to you. Uh, someone drove a car right into the church and he poured out gasoline, set the church on fire. And then this guy goes ahead and does this video, all right? Does this video, which was not necessary for him to do, giving the so-called enemies of the church uh, an upper hand. We didn't need him to do this. He shouldn't have done this. He should have thought what he was doing but I don't think that's his process. His main thing, his main goal, he wants to save his business. He wants to save his bread and butter. He wants to disconnect himself from his fellow Catholic brothers and sisters. All right. He wants to disassociate himself with conservative Catholics. All right. And wants to focus on his social justice tactics so he can continue to have a business. That's why I believe he did this. We haven't read the article yet. We're going to get to the article. All right, so let's let's get with this article. Okay, Doctor McCain blunt presentation was in interpreted by many as levying false accusations against the white against whites and the Catholic Church. All right, this is by Paul Smeaton, Sp Spokane, Washington, July eighth, twenty twenty. Catholic Bishop has publicly called out the president and CEO of Catholic Charities Eastern Washington after he recently declared that the Catholic Church is racist because of Jesus was white in a video now viewed over 40,000 times online. Bishop John uh, DeLay of the Diocese of Spokane, where, where the charity is based, and said that the Catholic community had been ro uh, roiled by the video made by Dr. Robert McCain, which said that the hard truth is that every white person living in America is a racist. Wow, this guy really wanted to, um, I mean, he, you know, it's funny, like he didn't want to say he was just a racist himself, so he had to bring down every white person with him all right he basically kamikaze 
He committed kamikaze. He committed social kamikaze. He's a kamikaze, this guy. That's what he did. Okay, he goes, for me as a white person saying I'm not a racist is like saying fish is not wet. Like I said, he deserves to be slapped with a, with a wet fish. McCain went on to say, my Catholic church and my Catholic charity organization, organization is racist. How could they not be? Wow, unbelievable. Rob McCain, president, president and CEO of Catholic Charities, Eastern Washington, in a June 19th, 2020 YouTube source, Catholic Charities, Eastern Washington. Okay, the video is still available. Okay, we, I just played you part of it on the Catholic Charities, Eastern Washington YouTube channel. While the subject of video racism is certainly appropriate in the aftermath of the horrific, unjustified death of George Floyd, Dr. McCain's blunt presentation was interpreted by many as levying false accusations against whites and the Catholic Church. Daily wrote in July 5th, open letter to, ca to Catholics. This was only one of several issues that the, his video raised. Many faithful Catholics whose li lives uh, who live, you know, whose lives evidence a daily commitment to compassion, justice, expressed their disappointment and frustration with Dr. McCain's message. He continued, Daly explained that he met McCain following the publication of the video to address his concerns over a number of statements he made in his presentation. McCain has since posted a set of clarifications. Of course, I'd like to hear what these are on the Catholic Church Eastern Washington website, which delay encourage everyone to read. But Daly said that the, while McCain's letter answers some of his concerns, others remain. He's a, he supports the Black Lives Matter organization, BLM, Alabite now modified, uh, modified puzzles me, said Daly, Daly wrote. BLM is a Marxist group. What is so hard for this guy McCain to understand that? They support abortion. They support. They they they, they want to abolish the nuclear family. They want to uh, abolish the patriarchy. They want to. Uh, they're pushing for um, transgenderism and other things that are against the Catholic faith. What is so hard for him, an intelligent person who who calls who calls himself a doctor? There seems to be some desperation on his part for some reason, to, to do this video, but he doesn't think before he acts. It's amazing. I mean, the, the bishop here says, there's some parts that puzzles me, he says. BLM is in conflict with church teaching regarding marriage, okay, a family, sanctity of life. Moreover, it's disturbing that BLM has not vocally condemned the recent violence that has torn apart as many cities its silence has not gone unheard. One need not stand with BLM to, to, to stand for Black Lives Matter. I will address this and other issues with Dr. McCain in future meetings. I don't think he's being, he's being hard enough. I don't think he's being aggressive enough, the bishop. In his, uh, in his statement clarification, we're going to look into it. McCain explicitly apologized for not making clear that he was not speaking on behalf of the Catholic Church, Bishop Daly or the diocese. He should take down that video and do one that's better. Why didn't he take down that video? That's my answer for him. Instead, he left the previous, the first video he did, all right, and then he makes a statement which probably a lot of people are not going to bother to read. Let's stop and look at it. I clicked onto the link and his clarification statement. First of all, unfortunately, on my tablet, it shows up very tiny. And then um, it's too long. It's too ridiculously too long, which says that nobody's going to bother to read it. All right. So we'll just uh, read on to the uh, excerpts, excerpts from it. Let's see what it says. All right, uh, McCain explicitly apologized for not making clear that he was not speaking on behalf of the Catholic Church, Bishop Daly or the diocese. Let's continue. I was not speaking and do not ever speak on behalf of the Catholic Church or the bishop, McCain wrote. I was, not, I was wrong for not making that explicitly clear from the beginning. I do not 
and ever speak for the Catholic Church. You represent Catholic charities. How is not speak how is that not speaking for the Catholic Church? And you came on that video wearing a Catholic charities baseball cap. All right? And you came on there as a Catholic. All right? That says you're speaking for the Catholic Church. I was wrong for not making explicit clear from the beginning. I do not ever speak for the Catholic Church or the bishop. Only the bishop speaks for the diocese. Since the message was one of many regular weekly messages to our staff and clients, my intended audience knew that already. Obviously, the wider audience who viewed my message misunderstood this, and that mistake is wholly mine. Why didn't you take it down? It's still up. I can still I can still access it on YouTube. Unbelievable. McCain says that while his intentions may have been good, well, the, the, you're not being humble about that, that's for sure, that there has, I'm sorry about that, uh, there has also been unfortunate impact from the video on certain members of the Catholic family. Instead of engaging in a discussion about race, I spoke in a way that some heard as a critical rant against the church. For that, I'm deeply, truly sorry, he wrote. Take down the video. Take down the video. Very simple. You want to, you know, you, you know, by keeping it up, you're doing more damage. Delay said that going forward, at least this year, the annual Catholic Charities Christian Colle uh, Collection will either be replaced by or taken in conjunction with the Black and Indian Missions Collection and that he will be asking Catholic Charities to sponsor a series of speakers approved by himself to address the subject of church and race. I don't think you, you should be doing this. I don't think so. I don't think you should be doing, going, going into this whole thing of the subject of race. All right. I think what you should do is clear, you know, uh, uh, get show that the Catholic church has had, uh, wonderful people who've always, um, you know, supported the the gospel and 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 supported equality within the church. Not try to go into racism to complement what this, what I say, incompetent person did. This horrible damage. This he should resign. That's what he should be doing. This guy who did this, this McCain, should resign from his post. He should be fired. What he did was a great amount of damage. It angers me. I want him fired. He should lose his job. He also said that the Catholic Charities will address the issue of abortion and its determined effects on the black community. Uh, in play, get African American Catholics, conservative African American Catholics to speak. All right, those who are Catholic and those who are not Catholic, like Protestant, who are conservative, who who actually speak in line and in union, you know, in you know, basically conservative and speaks in union with Catholic teaching. That's what you should get. Don't get don't get uh, what do you call progressives? Progressive, you know, this already one guy, this guy that just did this video, was damaging. He should lose his job. He doesn't deserve to be this. He did a great amount of damage. All right. Uh, abortion and black community. In places such as New York City, more like black babies are aborted each day than are, uh, than are born, he wrote. As Catholics, we believe in the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Okay, that's good. Let's go forward from this moment and remember that through our baptism, we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, delay concluded. That's You see, that's how it should be done. If we keep this truth before our eyes, delay, and if we, um, uh, delay said, and if we breathe that truth into, in, into all that we say and do, we may be ushered that Jesus, we be assured that Jesus Christ, the divine physician, will heal any divisions and yet might persist among us. All right, that's what I like to see. But still, this guy McCain has to go. He, Bob McCain, Dr. Bob McCain has to go. He's incompetent. He's, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't have his uh, facts altogether. He, um, 
he, I don't like his virtue signaling. I cannot accept that. And his video has not been brought down. It has to be brought down. The more it, it, more it stays up there, the more damage it does. And I, and I honestly believe that the bishop is wrong about that. He should demand that that video be taken down and it should have been taken down immediately. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Um, there's other, uh, there's another one I want to do, uh, basically, which I think might be helpful. Uh, the, t- the attacks on two churches, uh, which is important. All right? A couple of weeks ago, um, Sean King, a member of Black Lives Matter, t- put uh, posted on Twitter that all images of white European Jesus and his mother and his friends should be brought down. All murals, all paintings, all statues of white European Jesus should be destroyed. That they're, uh, he, he, he called them white supremacist images. And Twitter never took it down. Never, ne- never took it down as a hate speech against, uh, you know, uh, against a religion, against a group. And that shows basically the hypocrisy of Twitter. Well... The attack, now, they, you know, we've seen two statues of Junibero Cerro. There's actually been, I'm quite certain, around the country, several attacks against statues, Catholic statues on, on churches. All right. I mean, since John King said this, let's say his message was successfully followed. Although we can't determine completely if it's connected to Black Lives Matter. But the New York Times here points out, here is a church. St. Gabriel Mission in California. All right? St. Gabriel has been around since 1771. This is before, five years before 1776, before the Declaration of Independence and years, decades before, almost 20 years before seven, maybe figure what's, yeah, 20 years before 1789, I believe. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was several years before the Constitution was written, before the United States officially became a country. All right? I might be off my date, but I'm sorry. But the fact is, this is before the United States came into existence. This church is a mission church, one of the earliest churches by Junibero, Father Junibero Serra, who they brought down his statue, two of his statues, all right, and now the roof of the church was set on fire. And there's another church in California, which I will talk about. Now here, let's look at the article. Let's see if the New York Times gives me access because I don't subscribe to the New York Times. So they might even deny me access to this. All right. Okay, this one here, uh, July 11th, 2020 by Maria Kramer. A fire early on Saturday morning destroyed the roof and badly damaged the interior of San Gabriel Mission, a Catholic church in California that is more than 200 years old and considered to be the birthplace of Los Angeles region. The mission was founded in 1771 by the Franciscan Fathers under the leadership of Reverend Junipero Serra, a Spanish priest who helped colonize California construction of the church started in 1775 and ended in 1805. All right, the United, it ended in 1805. The United States was already uh, passed. Okay, it started in 1775, a year before the, Constitu- the Declaration of Independence, and ended in 1805. The United States was already in existence, and it was a few years off from the War of 1812 when the British came back again. Uh, direct, uh, said Terry Horator, Director of Development and Communications at the Mission. Miss Horator, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing her name, said the fire broke out one day after $200,000 renovation had been completed. The walls had just been painted and the, uh, and the pews, which are more than 110 years old, had been re- refurbished. For one day, it was beautiful, said Harata, uh, Ms. Harata said. The mission, which had been closed because of the pandemic, 
plan to resume services next week. It's heartbreaking, she said. Yes, it is heartbreaking. The fire was reported about 4.25 a.m. in the morning, usually the way arsons work. When firefighters arrived, they found the roof of the church engulfed in flames. The wood is very old, said uh, Jonathan Few, spokesman for the city of San Gabriel, which is about 10 miles northeast of Los Angeles. 50 firefighters from surrounding communities responded to help fight the blaze, which took more than two hours to extinguish. The damage to the church was devastating. Captain Antonio Negret of the fire department said the roof was completely gone and fire damaged nearly to the entire interior of the church. It, it, it hit us pretty hard, Captain Negret said. It's our city of, uh, you know, you know, identifier. It's you know, in other words, it's the identity of the of the, of the community. We hold the place near and dear to our hearts. The church was empty when the fire started, and no one was injured. He said. Mister Fu said the church is widely thought of as the birthplace of Los Angeles region because of the um, Pueblos, early settlers of the California, who walked nine miles from the mission and found what would become of Los Angeles. This is an incredibly important historic building, not only for the community, but for the region, Mr. Fu said. Saved were the hand-carved altarpieces and cast-iron lanterns that dates to at least the early 1800s. And said the church members took solace at the valuable paintings of Our Lady of Sorrows, which came from Spain, with Father Sarah had been removed from the church during the renovation. Fire officials said they were still investigating the cause of the blaze. Pope Francis announced in 2015 that the church, the Catholic Church, planned to canonize Father Sarah. The announcement was met with derision by Indian historians who blamed Father Sarah for the suppression of Native American cultures and premature death at his mission of thousands of their ancestors. Three years ago, someone tried to decapitate a statue of Father Sarah, but there have been no recent threats against the mission. Okay, Horat said, Miss Horat said, she was in the church Saturday afternoon associating the damage. She, uh, I think we can fix it, she said. Well, anything's possible. You mean, look what they're doing to Notre Dame, right? It could be fixed. And the fact is, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm, it, the fact that Sean King tweeted that on Twitter and Twitter did not take action, whether directly or indirectly, I hold anybody who, who says hateful things, he, he, he contributed to it. He contributed to this and the constant attack against the statues. Who knows? Yes. Yes, I would say so. I mean, if the firefighters say it wasn't, maybe it wasn't. Okay, then I'll accept that. Maybe a lightning struck. Who knows? But the fact remains is it looks like arson. It looks like arson. And the fact that we have several attacks against Catholic churches and Catholic places, it looks like arson. All right, let's get to the other article. Okay, so now we're going to go to this other article. And this is from a uh, news channel aide, which I'm going to guess is in Florida. Yes. Man drives car into Florida church, sets it on fire with parishioners still inside. All right. So posted July 11th, 2020. All right. Uh, and it's. Um, okay, let's begin. It doesn't give me the name of the reporter, but it's. Uh, Marion County Sheriff's Office. All right, let's go. Marion County is Florida. A man drove his car into an occupied Catholic church. Occupied Catholic church Saturday morning. Set it on fire, then led deputies on a car chase. The Marion County Sheriff's Office was called out to the Queen of Peace Catholic Church on Ocala uh, Akala Saturday morning. Deputies said a man drove his car into the front doors and lit a fire while parishioners were inside. The suspect then reportedly led deputies on a car chase before being captured soon after. That's great. 
The sheriff's office said no serious injuries were reported. Pascal County Sheriff Chris Nako announced on Facebook that extra patrols will be at the county's places of worship Sunday morning at an abundance of caution, out of an abundance of caution. Due to the incident in Alcala this morning, where a suspect tried to burn down a church, this is from a um, Facebook post, tried to burn down a church with members inside, we will have extra patrols at our places of worship tomorrow morning out of an abundance of caution. All right. Now, that was a very short one. Now, um, hold on. No, actually, there's more. Full article. Hold on. I'm hoping to get it. Yep. Here's They got a photo of the guy. Long hair. Uh, got a goatee. Um, you know, definitely not nice guy. All right. Okay, man accused setting Florida church on fire was being held without bail Sunday on charges that included attempted second-degree murder and arson. Okay, the man drives a uh, car into the church. It says, again, it says here, uh, office... Okay, hold on. Let me try to get it. Again, I got to keep p- clicking these little things. The Marion County Chair- Sheriff's Office charged 17, uh, Stephen Shields, 23, he's 23 years old, on Saturday, on Saturday, hours after detectives say he plowed a minivan through the front door of a Queens of Peace Catholic Church in Akala, doused the foyer with the gasoline, set it on fire, causing extensive damage. Several people were inside people from uh, preparing for mass when the attack occurred early Saturday, but no one was hurt. According to court documents, Shields told detectives he is mentally ill but had stopped taking his medication. Okay, all right. So this is from the Ocala Star Banner reported. Shields told detectives what he did was awesome, and he smiled and laughed, the affidavit said. He told detectives he was on a mission called himself king and that he had just that he has a problem with the catholic church and referenced passage in the bible the book of revelations all right he's all right he's off he's off his uh, his charter so, services were being held saturday in another part of the of the church the marion county public defender's office was closed sunday not accepting phone messages a call is about 80 miles about 130 30 kilometers north of orlando all right. Okay, so that was it's there's also an interesting thing here. Mar uh Dr. Taylor Marshall said that a couple of members of the church gave some cops medals of St. George. And those same cops were the ones who caught the guy, which is interesting note to it. Um I think I think it's very nice. Um now the fact that this happened yeah, is he mentally ill? Definitely he's mentally ill. The guy needs help. Is it relatable to, let's say, we don't, we don't even know if the one in uh, San Gabriel was related to, uh, you know, the attacks such as what we've seen uh, being done by BLM people and Antifa people against ca- uh, Catholic statues. But we can say it definitely may have influenced it because he could have been sitting at home watching all this stuff happening on TV and listening to the radio and listening to t- people talking about this, that it may have definitely could have in a, in, uh, in directly influenced his actions. We could say that. But he is not associated with Antifa or anybody else. Someone could have put it in his head. We don't know. We don't know. The same thing that maybe what happened, maybe what happened in, um, in San Gabriel, it could be that someone fired a firework and it landed on top of the church, not directly related to the attacks of statues being pulled down politically. Maybe. We don't know. We, the truth is we may never know what happened there. But these attacks, the, these, these particular incidents could influence those who do have harbor hatred for the Catholic Church. It, at the same time, maybe this guy who did this in Florida... He might have been sexually abused. That could come out. We don't know. But we, we do have to be careful not to relate it directly to this because we don't want to um, add, add 
false fuel to the fire and we should be cautious about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the fact that we don't know. It's, it's safer to say we don't know. It could be related to some way or it could have influenced someone's actions. That could be true. You know, the problem is with this environment, we don't know. I mean, there's been so many victims by these bad priests that it could influence their action. And at the same time, you know, you do have to show some, some mercy and compassion for these victims by these priests. So there's one more article I want to read to you. CNN's Don Lemon, uh, with his theological and philosophical historical training, has admitted, admittedly said that Jesus Christ was himself not perfect. <laughs> this is from the Daily Wire. <clears throat> All right. That's um, kind of funny. All right. Here, let me find out this. If this here is part of it. Nope. Probably better not. All right. Uh, this is by uh, John Brown. He spells his first name J-O-N. And July 9th, 2020. Don Lemon, Jesus Christ, admittedly was not perfect when he was here. Ah. I didn't I didn't know he was such a you know a genius, Don Lemon. Don Lemon claimed Jesus Christ admittedly was not perfect when he was on earth, prompting ridicule from some who accused the CNN host of being ignorant of basic tenets of Christianity. During a discussion about the shortcomings of the found, uh, founding fathers on Monday night with fellow CNN host Chris Cuomo, Lemon said, here's the thing. Jesus Christ, if that's who you believe in, Jesus Christ, immediately was not perfect when he was here on, on this earth. As Cuomo nodded approvingly, I saw that video. Cuomo was very uncomfortable, in my opinion. I think he wished Don Lemon did not say that. Uh, Lemon continues, so why are we deifying the founding fathers of this country, many of whom own slaves, and in the, and, and in the Constitution, the original one, they didn't even want they put slavery in there that slavery should be abolished because it was the way uh, it was on it, it was um the way the king wanted and then the con congress said no way now here's a quote from um from michael knowles jesus christ if that's who you believe if that's who you believe in immediately was not perfect when he was here on earth okay and then he was prompt Prom prominent leftists don't understand even the most basic aspects of the most basic things we believe in. Now, here's a, I'm going to play the video of, uh, of Don Lemon. But here's the thing. Jesus Christ, if you believe in, if, you, if that's who you believe in, Jesus Christ, admittedly was not perfect when he was here on this earth. So why are we deifying the founders of this country, many of whom own slaves, and in the Constitution, the original one, they didn't want... Uh, they, they put slavery in there that, that slavery uh, should, should be abolished because it was the way the king wanted. And then the, the Congress said, no way. All right. So here's the thing. They wanted to end slavery. Now, were they, did they see uh, Africans as equal to them? No. Was Thomas Jefferson perfect? No, he was a conflicted man. He was a genius, and at the same time, he was a man who had his weaknesses. I mean, admittedly, yeah, he had relationship with some of his slaves. And then George Washington, George Washington, who during the Battle of the Revolution actually put out a decree that any slave who serves one year fighting for the revolutionary cause would get his slavery and never be put back as a slave ever again. Now, that this is a man who owns slaves and this is a man who also wrote this in. Like I said, most men are conflicted. They're human beings. They have conflicted sides to them. And then even George Washington, yes, he did own slaves even to the day he died. And then after he died, he set them free. Thomas Jefferson did the same thing. The found, uh, Many of the founding fathers, like John Adams, was against the slavery. Many of these people were conflicted people. They were people of their time. They were men who were limited according to their time. They, were, they, they did everything they could. Abraham Lincoln did everything he could. 
He yes, he saw slavery. He was conflicted. Uh, they didn't know what's going to happen with these people even after the emancipation. I mean, he, this is a man who confiscated slaves during the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln, as contraband property. And he knew he would be called out by his party, the Republican Party, for what he was doing because he confiscated them as property. And then he was called out by the Democratic Party, who was for slavery. And they, too, called him a hypocrite. So he went ahead and wrote the emancipation. But here was the problem. If the South decided to make peace, both parties would agree to send the, confiscate, the confiscated slaves, the slaves he took away from the Southerners, and send them back as property, which then would make him look like a fool because he wrote the emancipation. So he found a loophole, and one of the loopholes was the South itself, during a census, would count the slaves as part of the population, but after the census, they would put them back as property. This was so they can get a foothold in delegates, in delegates and in, uh, I think, probably, it probably would give them something like uh, electoral college. I'm not too sure, but it was one of those things. And they, in this manner, they they cheated. So Lincoln himself found a loophole, one of those legal loopholes. But he had to find a way to get Congress and the Senate to pass uh, the 13th Amendment, the Emancipation Proclamation. And, and you know, he managed to through some, I guess you can say, negotiation with 20, with at least 20 Democrats. And he had to do that in order to get them to vote uh, to pass the bill. And he did it. He was a shrewd lawyer. He was a shrewd lawyer. And, and that's how that's how men like like this did this. And then, of course, you know, there were setbacks afterward. Was everything hunky-dory perfect? No. But Don Lemon won't tell you these things because CNN has a problem with the historical fact. Abraham Lincoln was not perfect. None of those men were perfect. They were, hist they were, they were men in history. Jesus Christ was the only one who came on earth and he was not a political leader, but he came to save humanity from their sins. And Yes, some grace was given. Peter, St. Peter wasn't perfect. St. Paul wasn't perfect. None of the apostles were perfect. They all abandoned him. But try telling that to Don Lemon, right? So this is the way um, <clears throat> Don Lemon thinks, unfortunately. Here's what Eric Ma uh, Maddox, he's an evangelical minister, uh, embarrassingly culturally ignorant, may be regarded as a misfortune, but to proclaim one's ignorance while hosting a major TV show looks like carelessness. Oscar Wilde. <laughs> it's interesting. He quotes Oscar Wilde. Uh, the moral perfection of Jesus is a doctrine extending to the earliest days of Christianity and the New Testament, which assert in passages such as 2 Corinthians 5.21 and Hebrews 7.26 that Christ knew no sin and was holy and innocent, unstained, separated from sinners in the Gospels. Jesus said himself in John chapter 7, verse 18, that the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and him there is no falsehood. The teaching was later affirmed in the early church fathers and was maintained as the key tenet throughout church history, including by the Second Vatican Council. It's it's really great hearing a Protestant, I think, do this, quoting Second in, in St. 1965, which said of Jesus, born of the Virgin Mary, he has truly been made one of us, like us in all things except sin. Quoting Hebrews chapter 4, verse 4, uh, 15, Lemon's gaffe came days before Fox News host Tucker Carlson delivered a monologue in which he implied CNN deliberately hires hosts who are dumb, criticizing Lemon for his recent comments about Black Lives Matter, Carlson said. Um, 
Now, if you're running a channel like CNN, you want dumb people on TV because they are com- they are complicit. They will say what they are told. They will tell the audience what the moment demands. They will never stray from the from the script, and that's exactly what Mr. Lemon is doing. And then here they made a little correction. This story has been edited to clarify that Lemon made his comments on Monday night instead of Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Related, which Tucker plays Lemon's comments from 2013 on Black Community that gets him fired immediately now. I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot going on here because Don Lemon, a couple of years earlier, uh, on 2013, did make a um, a comment where he talked about the fact that there was no nuclear family, there was no fathers. There was no uh, structure, family structure in the black community. There was none of these things that were ne- – that all these could help to contribute to violence and crime and imprisonment and drugs and more uh, f- broken families. He sounded like a Republican. He sounded like a conservative. Now, in 2020, he completely si- sounds completely different. He completely forgets what he said all those years ago, which were under the Obama administration. The point is, is that this is a civil war. And then Don Lemon has picked, has picked, um, has picked his side and CNN has picked a side and they're, they're going to attack religion. Religion is one of the most important things. If they start attacking religion, they start attacking statues. Then they go after Christians, the churches, they go after the priests and they go after people. If these people win. If I hate to say Joe, oh, Joe Biden wins, it's going to be open season on all religions, Jews and Christians and Catholics and Greek Orthodox. It's going to be a, a big war. So anyway, I'm going to end it here. Uh, these are things you can look up. Look them up yourself. Go online. It's impossible not to find these things. Look them up. Once more, um, some of you are listening. A lot of people are listening, but they're not subscribing. It would help to subscribe because at least... Uh, it helps Anchor and the other podcast platforms to know that people like to listen to this podcast. It would help me a great deal. Also, I'll try the best I can to put up posts on the YouTube channel. Uh, making time now is a little difficult, but uh, not impossible. I just need to uh, make the time. Probably I'll only do this on, on the weekends for the YouTube channel because it takes time to set up the little slideshow and everything. But uh, a lot of you, uh, the video, the video I put out, which is Archbishop Vigano's letter to Donald Trump is getting a lot of clicks, which is good. And that tells YouTube that people like that particular uh, episode. But for uh, the podcast, uh, I like to see more numbers because at least it tells it tells the platform that people do like to hear Catholic uh, podcasts. So I'm not as you know, popular as Taylor Marshall or, or the others, but it helps out. It's good that I had a whole bunch of countries, but uh, here in the United States, I need to see more uh, audience subscribers. It helps a great deal. So God bless, and we'll be together again soon. Amen.